Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Thought Next Door by Quan Mills, Chapter Three. Just what I thought. My worst fear was confirmed. This blind date was a hot ass mess. Baby, I was ready to cuss Alice to the high heavens. I just knew this no good bitch was lying her motherfucking ass off. We hadn't even been at the lounge for an hour and I was ready to go. Baby, I was pissed. You hear me? Me, Alice, her cousin Samantha, and these three other guys, Nathaniel, Gerald, and Robert, were sitting down at a table inside this stiff ass lounge. As all five of them smacked on chicken wings and threw spaghetti in their mouth, I sat there quiet and occasionally sipped on some water. As they conversed amongst themselves, I was so terribly disgusted, I stared at my blind date Gerald through the corner of my eye. Although he was sitting to my left, I hadn't said a word to him the entire time we'd been here. I swear a part of me was just so ready to pop off on Alice right here, but I knew I had to keep my cool. Plus, I didn't get down like that. And perhaps Alice didn't know how this guy looked either. But I had a feeling her big, ugly ass knew all along how this nigga looked. From the moment I was introduced to him, I was completely turned off. My pussy dried up within seconds. Got dried in the dance of horror. <laughs> 48 my ass. Child, them dark circles and big pregnant ass belly of his let me know this nigga was pushing at least 60. Maybe about a good 30 years ago he looked good. But his apparent age was definitely a turnoff. He reminded me so much of my deceased husband, Clarence. He was light-skinned, had light green hazel eyes, and visible streaks of gray throughout his high-top fade. I caught another quick glance at him, and just looking at this slimy-ass nigga, I knew his black ass was no goddamn 48. Fat motherfucker looked at least 68. Hell, I was damn near 78, and I looked better than his ass. 
As this horrible-ass male waiter song blared from the club speakers, I sat back in my seat with my arms folded. Silent, I stared off the thick crowd dancing on the dance floor. You, uh, you mighty quiet over there, said James. Although he was old as hell, too, he looked like he was in better shape than Gerald. Robert kind of reminded me of Billy D. Williams, minus the permed hair. Now, I was never into Billy D. like that. There was always something off about that man. Anyways, I glanced over to James and produced the fakest smile I could. I'm just taking in the scene. That's all, I replied. And then I threw my eyes back onto the dance floor. You don't want to eat no chicken? They got good wings, Gerald laughed, smacking loudly on those oversauced, probably overfried chicken wings. There was nothing more embarrassing than sitting next to a bunch of old niggas listening to smack on greasy-ass wings and reminisce about shit that happened 30 and 40 years ago. She's just a little tired, Alice said. She's just a little tired, Alice said. Them shots hitting you hard, Vanita? I looked over at her trifling ass and said, Girl, I had half a shot, and this is water I'm sipping on now. I'm fine. I couldn't take the bullshit no more, so I quickly stood up and adjusted my outfit. I'm about to go use the ladies' room for a moment. From the gawk on Alice's face, I guess she sensed I wasn't in the mood and wasn't feeling this Gerald nigga at all. She looked at me and said, yeah, I got to use the bathroom too. I'll follow you. Don't y'all be in there too long. We got some dancing to do. I'm going to request the DJ to play some Luther, Gerald chuckled. My eyes suddenly grew big, but I had to catch myself and quickly walk off. Luther? Hell to the gnaw. Somebody better put on some trick daddy or future. Got me all the way fucked up. Strolling off to the bathroom, I made my way through a thick crowd on the dimly lit dance floor. Although the dating game was not that big of an establishment, there had to be at least 100 people crammed up in there. All black folks. Old ass black folks, too. No one looked younger than 50. Excuse me, I politely said when I somewhat cut rudely past this old-ass couple dancing that stale-ass male waiter song that was still blaring from the club speakers. Although I hadn't said a word to her, I knew Alice was trailing me. Oh, baby, you better believe she was going to get it as soon as we made it inside the bathroom. And as soon as we made it inside the bathroom, I went straight to one of the sinks and ran the water warm. You got me fucked up, Alice. You really do. I spat as I sprinkled some drops on my face to wake me to fuck up. What's your problem, girl? Why are you looking all funny and shit? That is so wrong. Robert is nice looking and is right up your alley, Alice said back to me as she stood off to the side. Guilt was written all over her face. 48? Child, that is not 48. You played me. You played me big time. I am so fucking mad at you right now. I exclaimed as I turned the faucet off. Okay, so I lied a little bit, Alice confessed. I knew if I told you it was real age, you wouldn't come out. I'm just trying to hook you up with somebody a bit more in your lane. That's all. My face suddenly twisted with shock. My lane? Girl, I don't need you to help me find somebody in my lane. Truth be told, I only came out to hang out with you and support you. I was trying to help you find a man. I don't need no damn man. All I'd want is dick, and that's it. And not no old limp need five Viagra shrimp dick either. That man probably can't even see his dick. His stomach's so big, nigga look like he pregnant with triplets. Oop. 
I looked in the mirror and saw this young chocolate woman emerging from one of the stalls. She had a huge smirk on her face and was fighting hard to contain her laugh. She walked up to one of the sinks next to me and said, girl, your name must be Stella. You must be trying to get your groove back. I lightly chuckled. No, my name's Vernita and I need a big pizza. <laughs> I know that's right. You remind me so much of my auntie. She was so humorous and whatnot, but you look good for your age, girl. I want to like that when I get older. A smirk coming across my face, I asked, how old do you think I am? Mm, no older than 60. You hear that, Alice? Young girl guess right. Alice huffed and shook her head, not saying anything. Anyways, I said, playfully rolling my eyes. I'm going to leave this boring ass club, Alice. You have your future nigga take you home. I'll be damned if I'm going to waste my night, I said. Yeah, it is kind of dead in here, too. Shit, what club you going to? The young chocolate sister asked. She reminded me so much of Venus Williams, except she was a bit slimmer. Girl, my favorite up in South Loop, Tantrum. Well, shit, let's go together. I'm Denitra, by the way. It's nice to meet you, Denitra. Well, if that's the case, then I'll holler at you later, Vernita. Alice said in a somewhat angry tone as she spun around and headed out the bathroom. Is that your friend, Denitra asked? Yeah, she my girl, but she on some other shit tonight. Girl, let's head out so we can get there before 10. You want to ride with me? Sure. Now, any other time I went out, I usually like rolling by myself. And I didn't fuck with new bitches like that. I was way too old to make new friends. But tonight was going to be an exception because I was getting good vibes from Miss Denitra. We made our way back onto the dance floor and cut through the crowd. This time, some R. Kelly song was playing and all the steppers in the club was on the dance floor stepping their old asses off. I caught a glance at Alice and the rest of the group. And just like some typical ass old folks, they were sitting back in their seats looking full and tired from all that food they had just devoured. Where your car, Denitra asked, we made it out into the dimly lit parking lot. Girl, over there, I'm in the ruby red drop top Mustang, I said, pointing out to Paulette. Damn, sis, that's you? Yes, girl, Paulette is my baby. Paulette, you got a name for her and everything. Girl, you seem like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see you show out on this club floor. I smiled as I was completely flattered. Watch and see. Baby, I can keep up with you young folks. Suddenly, I felt my cell phone vibrating in my pocketbook. I reached inside and glared at the phone number, which I completely didn't recognize. Who is this calling me? I mumbled to myself. I swiped right on my iPhone. Hello? Who is this? Bitch, where the fuck is you at? The deep voice replied. All of a sudden, I got nervous as hell. Excuse me? I replied, clutching my chest. And who are you? I think you got the wrong phone number. Bitch, don't play no motherfucking games with me, Vernita. You better have your motherfucking ass back in the crib in 20 minutes or I'm going to kill your motherfucking ass. Okay. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm just right around the corner. Yeah, you better be, bitch. Got me fucked up. I hung up the phone and threw a fake polite smile at Denitra. Girl, I'm sorry. I hate to have to do this, but that was my son on the phone. 
He got into a bad car wreck and he needs me to pick him up from the hospital. Oh my God, no, I'm so sorry to hear that, Miss Vernita. Is everything all right? Yeah, he just got a slight scratch on his head. That's all. I didn't recognize his voice at first. He sounded like he need me. Okay, well, it was nice meeting you. Maybe one day we'll run into each other again and we can hang out. You seem cool. Yes, girl. Let's exchange numbers. After Denitra and I exchanged numbers, I hopped into my Mustang and expeditiously made my way home. Gulping and completely wracked with terror, I had already recognized who it was on the phone. It was my husband. My other husband. Percy. Damn. Damn. Whew. I hope everything turned out all right. I mean, shit. Percy sound mean as a motherfucker. I don't think I gave that voice justice. Like, my voice need to be deeper and, and meaner and, and have more of a, uh, 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 <laughs> a member of MOP and shit. Chapter four. Soon as I recognized Percy's voice, I knew I had to rush my sexy ass back home. And oh God, with what I had on, I knew he was gonna have some words for my ass. Being fully aware of what he was capable of doing to me, I thought possibly of stopping somewhere to change out of my outfit. I usually brought an extra outfit with me anytime I went out, especially if I was gonna snatch me up some new dick instead of a nigga's house for the night. But at this time of the night, there was absolutely nowhere safe I could stop other than the gas station to change. And I'd be damned if I was gonna do that. I felt kind of bad for having a lot of Denitra. She really did seem like a nice girl. However, I had no other choice than to get back home in a timely fashion. Otherwise, Percy was definitely going to put his hands on me. Some 10 or 11 minutes later, after breaking all the damn speed laws in the city of Chicago, I made it quickly back to my townhouse. I pulled into my driveway and there Percy was, standing there smoking a square, smoke pouring from his nostrils. My throat and chest both tight, I quickly turned the car off and got out. I slowly trekked up to him as his beady eyes latched onto me. When you got out, I asked as I held tight to my purse. I thought you weren't getting released until next month. Bitch, you knew I was getting out today. Why the fuck you kept ignoring my phone calls? I forgot, baby. I swear I did. What's today? Friday? You know I'm up in age and I be forgetting things now. I lied as I stood there nervous more than ever. Yeah, I knew Percy was getting out of prison today, but I had been avoiding him for some weeks now. He was the one who was calling me earlier before I had my dick down session with Markel and his buddy. Now, y'all might be wondering how in the hell I have a second husband. Well, let me explain. See, right before Clarence passed away, I had been creeping around. Percy was actually my first side nigga that I had met some years back. Funny how we met, too. He was actually a CNA working for a long-term care facility out in Oakland, a suburb touching the city. When Clarence got ill, the doctors had recommended that he move into that nurse facility to have 24-7 support. Percy and I started off as friends at first. Although he was a CNA by day, he was a certified street nigga at night. I used to buy weed from him on the side to help me deal with all the stress and bullshit with Clarence being sick. Six months later, and as Clarence's condition continued to deteriorate, Percy and I became closer. Well, you already know how stories like this went. One night, 
after I was in a tiff about some other personal stuff, Percy invited me out to go have a drink with him. And well, a few drinks later, I was back at his apartment, slurping and riding his big, thick, veiny anaconda. Let me tell you though, child, this boy got some dick dick, you hear me? A year after our little entanglement, Percy's crazy ass ended up getting locked up and served six years down at Juliet prison for armed robbery. While he was locked up, I was still missing my baby and I made the stupid decision to get married to him. Nobody actually knew about this and now I kind of regretted doing so. Now y'all might also be wondering just exactly how old Mr. Percy is. Well, you already know how I get down. Percy just turned 38. When I met Percy, he was just turning 32. But now that I had the opportunity to get a good look at him, I was so turned off by his looks. Prison really did age him. Although he wasn't even 40 yet, prison truly did add an additional 10 years to him. Thankfully, he still had a nice little frame to him. He was still tall and sturdy, looking just like chocolate Hollywood crush Wesley Snipes. Percy had a gold grill in his mouth and long dreads flowing down his neck. But boy, he must have some sleepless nights in prison because he had some dark-ass circles under his eyes. Out of nowhere, Percy lunged at me and grabbed me by my throat. You cheating on me with another nigga, ain't you? Bitch, don't be lying to me. Percy, let me go. Don't do this right here. You're going to get the cops called on us, I screamed at the top of my lungs. Fuck the motherfucking police. And bitch, I ain't afraid of going back to prison, he shouted back, his voice echoing down the street. Oh, Lord. This boy was going to have Chicago police at my door any moment if the neighbors heard us arguing. Calm down, baby. Let's just go inside and talk, I tried to plead with him. I didn't want any of these nosy motherfuckers up in my business. Bitch, why are you dressed like you was out and about trying to get some dick? I'm going to knock your ass out. Let me find out you fucking around on me with another nigga. I swear I ain't. I lied once more and now I was beginning to panic. I was now legit concerned that I didn't do a good job of cleaning up behind the little session I had earlier this afternoon. Suddenly, Percy let go of me and I stood back for a second with my hands in the air. Percy, you're scaring me now. Let's just go inside and I can make you a meal and run a hot bath for you. You just need to relax. Fine, but bitch, I swear to God, I'm going to go crazy if I find out somebody else been in my pussy. My nerves fired up with anxiety. I strolled up to my front door and opened it up. Percy trailing closely behind me, we walked into the dark foyer, and I just hoped my house didn't reek of ass, pussy, or dick, or a combination of all three. About a half hour later, Percy and I were sitting down at the dining room table. After going back and forth about him suspecting I was cheating, I managed to simmer his rowdy nerves. So the fuck what I was cheating? What was I supposed to do? But of course, I didn't dare confess that to his crazy ass. I fixed him up a plate of leftovers and watched him devour the meal as if he was on death row eating his last dinner. After all that fussing and carrying on he was doing, he better get ready to devour this ass and pussy. So baby... Tell me what the plan is now that you out, I asked Percy as I absorbed him continue to get down those leftover oxtails, greens, rice, and cornbread I had made. I was going to have to whip up another batch because I had actually made these plates for Markel and his friend. I done already forgot that boy's name. 
Shit, I don't know. I was going to maybe hit up a few car washes and shit, but a nigga ain't got no time to be making no minimum wage. Shit, I might just link up with one of the guys and see if I can get back to moving a package. But nothing too serious, you know, because a nigga ain't trying to go back to prison. He responded as he stuffed a piece of cornbread into his mouth and then took a chug of some homemade peach lemonade. I huffed and rolled my eyes. Baby, do you think that's a good idea and all? I asked. I continued by saying, you really want to go back to selling drugs? That is just too risky for the little bit of money you can make. And it's too dangerous out here in these streets now. Every time I turn on the television, I'm always hearing about some young boy getting killed and, and getting killed over nothing. Please don't do that. I'll hold you down until you can get something. I can even talk to... I hate when you fucking do that. Percy suddenly interjected and smacked his teeth. Anger was laced in his tone. Hate when I do what? I asked, my face screwed into confusion. You be on that mama shit with me. You my wife, not my mama. No, it ain't like that, Percy. I'm just saying. You ain't saying shit. Now let me finish this meal. These oxtails fire as fuck, by the way. I'm so fucking glad I'm out now because that food in the joint was disgusting as hell. I nervously smiled. I can tell you lost a little weight. Percy stopped munching and then mumbled. Yeah, well, if you had visited me more, maybe you would have seen the difference. Now, baby, you know you was on lockdown most of the time. Don't do that to me. Yeah, I was on lockdown, all right, he said. Go make yourself useful and go run me a hot-ass bath. And put some of that Epsom salt shit in the tub, too, because my muscles are aching and shit. He commanded and went back to finishing his plate. All right, baby, I'm going to get the kitchen cleaned up first and... Nah, bitch. Go run my bath right now. I'm going to be done in a minute. I ain't got time to wait. So do as the fuck I say. Okay, Percy, I'm getting right to it, I said, and didn't hesitate in making my way down the hallway and in the bedroom. Now, anyone could be thinking that I was crazy for putting myself in this crazy, twisted, abusive relationship, but Percy was truly a good man. And although he had done some things in the past, I believe he still has some room for growth. I just wish I would have never got married to him because I didn't like being locked down in one dick. But truth be told, the only thing that kept me in love with this young nigga was that I kind of liked his roughneck nature. I loved me a nigga that would occasionally talk rough to me and put me in my place. That was what a real man was supposed to do. Clarence was the complete opposite of that. And often in our marriage, I felt like I had to be more the aggressor. Ooh, child, I was getting so wet just thinking about this bully-ass thick dick he was going to give me. That was his only saving grace at the moment. I couldn't lie, but I did have a thing for felons. Markel had him a couple of felonies, too. Once inside the bathroom, I ran hot water into the jacuzzi tub and poured some Epsom salt and lavender into the tub. Also added in just a tiny amount of bubble bath just to make things a little bit more intimate. Once the water filled the tub, I made my way back into the bathroom and changed into some sexy lingerie. I hoped that despite the fact that we had a rocky start to our reunion, he would bless me with some bomb-ass dick. Some moments later, I hadn't heard a word from Percy. Getting quite curious, I sauntered back into the living room, and there I saw him laid out on the couch, snoring hard. His snores were so loud, they overpowered the ESPN playing on the television. I walked over to him and lightly shook his shoulder. 
Percy, 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 your bath is ready, babe. He didn't budge. Damn, he was getting some good ass sleep. I couldn't blame him. I just knew sleep must have been different when you were locked up. I would have been paranoid 24-7. Not wanting to disturb him, I retreated back into my bedroom and made my way into the bathroom. Not wanting to let this bath go to waste, I slipped out of my robe and then began to take off my lingerie. Damn, with Percy's sleep, that meant I wasn't going to get any of that dick. I exhaled at the thought of knowing my night essentially went to waste. But before I fully got out of my bra, I felt this hot, heavy presence lean up against me. Then I could feel the pulsation of a dick jump between my ass cheeks. You ready for me to drop this dick off in you? Percy moaned into my ear. My eyes immediately widened with shock, and I swear this nigga almost made me go into atrial fibrillation. My heart skipped like a hundred beats feeling that anaconda thick dick. I, I was just going to let you get some rest, I mumbled. Sounded like you needed it. Nah, I just needed a little cat now. But now I'm ready to work this pussy. Shut the fuck up and bend over, he demanded. And just like that, I did what he commanded. I bent over and he pulled off my thong. Before I could even get the damn thong fully off my ankles, I felt his long tongue slither inside my booty hole. Ooh, shit, 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 shit. I groaned aloud. Nigga almost made me have a seizure as I didn't see any of this coming at all. Just as I hoped, Percy slurped all of my insides from the back for the next five minutes. I don't know how he was able to do it, but his tongue magically traveled back and forth between my ass and clit. Baby, let me tell you something. Age don't mean your coochie gonna dry up. And I say that because my juices along with his saliva was running all down my leg. Every couple seconds, I had an orgasm. He sent me off even more when he stuffed two of his fingers deep inside my pussy while he sucked on my ass. None of my side niggas ever got me right like this. Even Markel's freaky ass. Speaking of which, I wondered if Percy was going to notice my ass was a bit loose. But that fear quickly slipped away into oblivion when he stood me up and turned me around. Percy wiped his mouth and I looked down, staring at his thick-ass Peter. I gently got down on my knees and began to slurp on that motherfucker like I was five all over again, getting a popsicle from the ice cream man. I just loved me a pretty black dick. Now, I don't have my fair share of dicks in my life, but this one right here was by far the prettiest dick I'd ever laid my eyes on. And Percy had a big sack of nuts. That turned me all the way on. I love sucking on a nigga's balls. Ladies, just make sure you a bit careful when you attempt to put a nut or two in your mouth. You got to be very gentle. Shit, damn, Vernita, you ain't changed in a minute. Slow that shit down before you make me bust, Percy cried. Not saying anything, I just continued to devour that dick, stuffing that bad boy all the way down my throat. I let my tonsils dance on that dickhead until I took that motherfucker all the way out. A trail in my spit hung from his dickhead, and before it drooped to the floor, I caught it with my mouth wide open. Ooh, you's a nasty little hoe. Damn, stand up. I'm ready for the pussy now, Percy commanded, and I was ready for the dick, too. On my knees, I immediately shot up from the floor. Percy quickly turned me around and bent me over. He slid the pipe all the way up into my slippery guts and my walls conformed to his veiny girth. Oh, fuck, he groaned as my sugar walls tightened around that dick. 
I didn't even hesitate in throwing this pussy back on his rod, and I could feel myself cream all over his shaft. Both our mouths together filled the dimly lit bathroom as I hung on to the edge of the sink. You got me coming so hard, I cried with my mouth hung wide open, my tongue drooping to the side. Yeah, I could see you creaming all over the dick, he said. And then suddenly I felt what felt like a thumb or a finger or something go up inside my booty hole. Ooh, shit. Yeah, just like that, I cried once more. The feeling of having that thumb up in my ass along with that dick sliding in and out of me had me ready to go meet King Jesus in the air. My legs shivered, and I swear it felt like my pussy was getting wider and wider, allowing more and more dick to fill me up. Now, Markel and his friend were working with some dick, but this nigga right here was damn near giving Bernita a hysterectomy. This nigga was going to bust up all the fibroids I had on my uterus. Boom, boom, boom. I heard three loud booms coming all the way from my front door, and then the doorbell began ringing nonstop. Bernita, Bernita, I heard a man's voice call out all the way from the front door. I didn't know who that was. Was that Markel? Percy's dick pumps came to an abrupt stop, and he pulled out of me. Yo, who the fuck is that? Percy grilled as he turned me around and grabbed me by the shoulders. Shit, I don't know, I said back to him, scared as shit. Please, oh Lord, don't let that be Markel or any other nigga I've been messing around with over these last couple months, I kept thinking to myself. Oh, bitch, you motherfucking know. I knew you had another nigga up in here. I'm gonna kill you and that nigga. Vernita, open up, it's Markel. I forgot something. I gasped and my eyes widened with fear. Markel? Percy's eyes instantly filled with rage. Oh, shit. Whew, God damn. Percy about to fuck her up. Him up, too. Wasn't she just talking earlier about how Alice um, used to get beat up by her man and, and, and how she wasn't going to let nobody uh, beat her up? Like, you going to die if you touch me, something like that? Didn't that happen in chapter two? Yeah, right here. Clarence and I may have had a dull sex life, but I'll be damned if I ever allow a nigga to put his hands on me. The only thing you're allowed to beat up on me was this pussy. Otherwise, you mess around and buy a one-way ticket to your grave. So now Percy come in and she like, well, you know, sometimes you just like that rough stuff. Like, is a Uchiwali is a one mic. That's all I'm asking. If you know, let me know. This is Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood stuff, good stuff, and all things in between. <laughs> um, I'm Derek, and I'm so grateful to y'all checking us out. Initially, I was just going to do it every Saturday, but I'm enjoying reading this book, so I'm going to try and put out more chapters more often, like probably a chapter, maybe a day, because, I mean, I'm reading. I'm going to read out loud, and I'm going to make my mistakes, but I'm reading. Um, check us out on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Uh, you can email us at wretchedandratchet at gmail.com. I appreciate y'all checking us out. Leave a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast at. If your uh, usual podcaster doesn't have five stars available, go ahead and just go to iTunes. Thank y'all again for checking us out, and we'll see you soon. Peace.
the intro and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan, and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, did you say?